I feel so strongly about this. Manifestation is about expansive energy. Trauma constricts your energy, constricts your body because you were in safety and survival mode. So if you try these tools that the manifestation gurus are just telling you to use, you're trying to address the surface level of, okay, I'll think positive thoughts, but everything underneath of that, your biology is constrictive and you don't know that and they're not telling you that. So what happens? You're not manifesting. Things aren't happening for you. You're not creating abundance and you're thinking, well, I'm failing. I thought it was my fault too. So it actually makes the trauma burden heavier. Hello there, beautiful soul. My name is Christina Bentel, your guide on this transformative journey with the Awaken Mom Life podcast, where we are rewriting the script on healing from trauma. I have 15 years of experience in personal growth and psychology, and I'm currently pursuing my master's in neuroscience and trauma. And joining me is my insightful co-host, Savannah Miller, with almost two decades of healing experience in all things holistic health and experience in somatic healing. We're not just talking about healing, we're living it. We chat about everything from those intense emotional outbursts, mental health, breaking generational trauma, to parental estrangement, and everything in between. All while offering you practical tips, real stories, and a healthy dose of inspiration. Today, we're going to talk a lot about manifestation and self-compassion. And this is actually spurred on by the fact recently Christina was just taking an abundance workshop. A lot of her discovery, her feelings about how that, how it felt, how it felt. Yeah. So I was doing homework last night. I was reading a book in the book talking about, of course, my entire life is revolving around learning about trauma, all these things, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. (laughs) Some days it gets heavy. So yesterday I'm reading a book about trauma and trauma healing and the author made a very dismissive statement Mm. and I wrote it down because I was angry. I was so angry. And this is, this is a doctor and it said, essentially talking about toxic thoughts. When you make the decision to not think about the toxic thought, it simply goes away. Hmm. I was floored. Like if it were that easy, we would all be hunky dory. Right. It's not that easy. Um, So that made me angry. And then step forward. Maybe the doctor doesn't have trauma. I tend to think that those are the cases with a lot of the doctors and a lot of the professionals that I follow. And Mm -hmm. I'm starting to get maybe indignant frustration. You're talking about this from just a scientific perspective and you've not experienced it. Right. I have a lot of respect for doctors and all of these things that are trying to bring more attention to it. But at the same time, that's part of why I'm trying to get our message out there of We've experienced it. We've lived it. And we're trying to weave in the science of the whole thing. Because if you haven't lived it, you yeah. just don't get it. After I did some homework, I logged onto a workshop. I took I took a break from that. I'm like, this this was triggering. I, I need a break. Yeah. So I logged into this workshop thinking like, okay, this is going to be great. I love positive energy. I'm so excited about being around women who are growth-minded. And it started really well. You know, it started with a meditation and some positive reinforcement and inspiration, which I love. It's great. And then the speaker goes into, and I can feel myself clenching up because it's made me so angry going into her story. And, you know, the essential this workshop is about abundance and mm-hmm. goes into her story about how she had a great relationship mm-hmm. with her grandmother She was supported all the way through college. She got to study abroad. She basically, not saying that she didn't have any hardships. She clearly came from a life of privilege. Yeah. And there's a lot of ableism in what she's talking about. Right. Like, give me some privilege. I'll turn it into abundance as well. 
Exactly. And I was start, I could feel the anger bubbling up in me. And before years ago, I wouldn't, I would be like, oh, you can do this. I can do this too. And that's what I did. I leaned into, well, yeah, you're saying like you did this. I, I of course I can do this. I, I, I have the mentality to do this. I can do this. But in that moment and all the research that I've done and all the science that I've studied and all my experience, it started to break my heart knowing how many women in this group are hearing this. And didn't recognize that this mm-hmm. is a person coming from privilege, talking to maybe talking to people that have different ranges of trauma. So yeah. the perfect example is the situation that I'm in right now, right? There, there are times where you build your life of the trauma. So you make decisions. You have friendships based on trauma. You have a career based on trauma. You have everything. Everything. So then when someone says you can simply manifest abundance by changing your thoughts, which is what she said. Mm-hmm. I want to call absolute bullshit because when right. you were in an environment that you have built around you of a lens of trauma, it's not that simple. And yeah. it made my blood boil so much that I closed the computer, immediately made a video, which I posted. Um, I had to I wait seen a little it. bit to I calm see, now down. Now it's all making sense. <laughs> yeah. Because I've always wanted to talk about this manifestation and trauma because I, I did some research on it myself and I'm still going in this hole because I followed manifestation for a while and I did this whole spiritual yeah. bypassing thing where I'm like, right. Thoughts will save my life. And, and, and I thought like, I'll just forgive everyone. I won't be angry at anyone. Like that's it's spiritual bypassing. Josh Conley has talked about it. And yeah. there's a lot of gurus that take you down this avenue. And when you have trauma, it's very, very, very enticing because you have been through so much pain. Yeah. They're like, this, this sounds good. This feels good. I tried it as well. Yeah. I, I, I'm starting to think more and more that it's it's very common in the healing journey that we go through that and we may well, not even recognize. Right. Don't you want a magic pill? If you could take a magic pill that would make this all be healed tomorrow, I'd sign up for it, right? Like, what are the side effects? But you know what I mean? Like, give me some of that. And, and the thing is, I don't, I don't, my experience is that is not how it works. Yeah. And somebody may prove me wrong someday. And you know how I am. I'm open-minded. Like, let's see it. I'll check it out. I'm, I'm happy to be proved wrong because if I'm proved wrong and there's an easier way, I'm the first person that's going to share it. Okay. No, I think it goes back to a point that we had talked about before. We're never going to say like, this is the one answer. It could be part of your toolbox. It can be part of what you do. Yeah. And that's why part of the issue I have with people, the manifestation gurus that are saying, just, just change your thoughts and me knowing the science behind it and how deeply ingrained that is into your cellular structure. Yeah, you're you're telling people to change their thoughts, which I'm not saying that you can't change your thoughts. And I want to be very clear about this because sometimes when I talk about it, I'm afraid people are going to say, "Well, oh, I'm just I'm broken and and everything's going to change." No, that's not that's not it. You need a different path. You need different tools. Talking to people like there's a baseline right here. Mm You mm-hmm. might be down here if you have trauma in terms of like your coping abilities, where right. your life is. There's 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 a gap in between. Yeah, Getting if they were telling the baseline. truth, yeah. they were telling the truth, they'd say, okay, here's the baseline. If you're if the, if you're one of these people who, you know, has support, has this, has that. You have some stability in your life. Yeah, this could work for you. I can see that. Yeah. But it should then, the disclaimer would like, mark, this is marketing, right? But there's no uh, disclaimer. It's like, oh, but if you had childhood trauma, you might want to heal before you try this. 
I don't gonna... think they know. I don't think that they know because it, remember going back to the right. fact that there are so many people that talk about these things. They don't understand. They can't the comprehend the level of pain and the level of constriction that you were at when you have childhood trauma. It's like, I feel so strongly about this. Manifestation is about expansive energy. When you yeah. have trauma, trauma constricts your energy, constricts your body because yeah. you were in safety and survival mode. So if you try these tools that the manifestation gurus are just telling you to use, yep. it's kind of like... You're trying to address the surface level of, okay, I'll think positive thoughts, but everything underneath of that, your biology is constrictive and you don't know that. And they're not telling you that. So what happens? You're not manifesting. Things aren't happening for you. You're not creating abundance and you're thinking, well, I'm failing. And essentially they, right. in their roundabout way, will tell you that if you're failing, then it's your fault. That is back to talking about talk therapy. Right. So how many times yeah. did we try that and then felt like it was our fault, quote unquote, because yep. we were failing that too. Well, those are actually just we need more tools than that in order to recover from child. Yes. And we couldn't see it. So I thought it was my fault too. So that it actually makes the trauma burden heavier. Yes, 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 yes. That Savannah, that's the key that I'm I'm I just want to make like tons of videos about this because I think there's a lot of people like us that'll go down the spiritual path yeah. and they look at manifestation as an opportunity for healing and growth and mm -hmm. it makes things heavier and harder and we don't know why. Well, yeah, we do. We do know. It's We were talking earlier. So I already have like so much trauma. I, I said it's kind of like following an elephant, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. already got a whole trailer full of all their crap. And then you, you're you're walking behind them with your shovel and then the elephant like drops another load and you're like, oh, just add that to my crap, you know, <laughs> right. my wagon of crap. Now you got it. Now, not only yeah. do you have to deal with a wagon of crap you're already carrying from your childhood. Now there's an extra load of crap. And how many times yes. is there an extra load of crap? You come from toxic, uh, like, what did you call it? Bypassing. Spiritual bypassing. Spiritual bypassing. Yeah. yeah. Spiritual bypassing. It could come from difficult marriages. It yeah. could come from difficult relationships with family, like parents. It could come from difficult relationships with your friends. It could come from your career. Career, finances, like the right. list is, right. And I think that that's too one of the things that we don't recognize is, for me, I didn't recognize how my trauma impacted every single area of my life. And again, that's why it goes back to manifestation. Yeah. It creates pain for trauma survivors that don't understand yet. Yeah. There's an analogy that I say in the program where imagine a wheel and there's spokes of the mm -hmm. wheel and each spoke it represents something in your life, relationships, yeah. relationship with your children, platonic relationships, romantic relationships, career, finances, all of those things. And you have to address each one because they don't live in a silo they have to work together. Imagine a wheel that has like one spoke this long, one spoke like super tiny, right. and then you're trying to use the wheel yeah. and one spoke that doesn't even exist. Like, oh, let's go manifest on that. How's that work? Right. It's pretty wobbly, actually. <laughs> right. Shit doesn't work, right? Like, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Oh. Yeah, I love that spirit term, spiritual bypassing. And that's going to happen a lot when you come to gurus and stuff. And like you said, so here's the deal is they've had different experiences than we've had. And if you haven't had childhood trauma, don't try to help us. That's how I feel. Oh, my God. I'm in the same boat. And the more I heal, the more I'm feeling like that. I am, I'm drawn to people that get it. 
and I'm being strongly, strongly repelled from the people that don't. And I'll be honest with you because most of the people that are mainstream, and I'm not going to name names, the mainstream motivational speakers, if you just Google motivational speakers, all the ones that are mainstream, I can think of one that has some trauma, but it's not even childhood trauma. It's, It's more of just like some trauma. None of them have severe trauma that they've talked about. And I won't discount the fact that maybe they do and they haven't talked about it. Maybe they do and they haven't dealt with it. They're ignoring it. I wonder that too, because Peter Levine, I actually, here's the funny thing is Peter Levine is um, huge Uh, in the trauma space. And I listened to a workshop the other day with him and Bessel van der Kerk, which by the way, are two of the biggest names in trauma. And for a long time, I was hesitant to listen to them because like neither one of them have experienced trauma. Like they pretty much, as far as I can tell, have openly said like, they're just doctors studying it. Peter Levine finally opened up. He started talking about a little bit how he's addressing some of his childhood trauma and how he's finally Mm -hmm. coming to terms with some of the things that happened to him in childhood. Because for a long time, he was teaching about how it added up for other people and how other people experience it. So yes, to your point, maybe they're not dealing with it, but I'm being drawn to the people that are speaking directly to me and the pain I'm experiencing because even if someone's trying to teach something that I'm interested in, like abundance and energy healing, and I recognize that we are so far on different pages of how it feels to live this life and their experiences are very different than mine and that's okay. I, I feel some jealousy and I feel the, those those feels of, yeah, that would be nice. It would have been nice to study. Makes me want to cry. <laughs> uh, I would love to have studied abroad. Mm-hmm. That's something I wanted to do. I didn't have the support, didn't have the finances, didn't have the means, didn't have anything. I would love to go study at a um, at a monastery somewhere in, in, in India. There are things that I didn't get to do and... I want to connect with other people who have that experience and have grown and have the abundance and have the life on the other side. Right. And have experienced the tough things too. Yeah, I agree with you. So I, um, like Gabor Mate is one of, immediately one of my favorite speakers on trauma because I heard him speak for the first time and immediately my subconscious sort of trusted him. And it's not that complicated because Gabor talks about He's upfront talking to you about when he slapped his own child at, at his birthday because his, his kid wouldn't sing happy birthday to him and it embarrassed him in front of his family. How that hurt his child and how like what effects that had on his kid. Like immediately I'm drawn to somebody who's who's telling you like from their own experience and scientific points of view and the fact that he's humble enough to not always try to make himself always look good either. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, this person's real. This person is a real person trying to help other people who who isn't just trying to sell a book, I feel like, isn't just trying to sell a course, you know? And I feel yeah. like he's really invested. So yeah, that's that's how I'm in that my that's intuition, I think. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's what's drawn me to real trauma work and to doing the work, which is uncomfortable. And I know people will we tend to shy away from the uncomfortable, but it's not the it's magic not pill, the shortcut. Right? No. <laughs> But the people that have done the work, you can tell it's like how uncomfortable for him to have had that experience, realize that he had been the one who caused his own son abuse, been an abuser, under come to understanding, have to try to heal that relationship. He gets it right. Like and then he he tells about his own mother, too. Like I loved the story I heard the other day. He said that he read his mother's diary. And when he was in the hospital, 
that they wouldn't, they, the doctor told his mother to only feed him every four hours, no sooner than that. And she talks about being in the hospital writing in her journal that she's had to sit there and listen to him cry for an hour and a half. And she, mm-hmm. he's like this, the kind of trauma imprint mm-hmm. on a mother and a child, hormones that are flooding through their bodies at that moment. This is a significant pattern that starts. And so, yeah, this is real. I, I know, I know instinctively. And I think if we listen to our intuition, we all do, but it's a lot of us have had our intuition quieted by our abusers. I think quieted is an understatement. Like that's why I kind of <laughs> laughed. I'm like, what is another analogy you can use? Because it was, I imagine squashed, like squashed by like a brick house yeah. and an oven on top of it. And then you've got somebody stomping and like that. Yeah, no, I agree. I do agree with you. So that's kind of like we're taking back our language is important. Yes. So we need that. We and deserve that kind of kindness and that's yeah. healing for us when we take back the language and we make the language fair and mm-hmm. reasonable. Yeah. And we think of ourselves as like not having a meltdown, but having stronger, difficult emotions, not having pro- a problem like a brick wall, but having a challenge and And like, those are things now when we talk about like how your thoughts can change your life. Well, yeah, if you've known, if you've only known um, a kind of unkind language for, let's say, for example, all of your life, you've, you've reiterated that what thousands, millions of times in thought. Yes. In word. Right. You you just turn a switch and say, I'm going to think happy thoughts now. And then I used to listen to people say that the motivational speakers and all of this and and I would, I would judge myself again, making things worse. Like, why can't I just think happy thoughts? No, it, it has to become a new habit, and it's really hard yeah. to do if you're surrounded by the same things that created bad habits, and you're not surrounded by something that supports the new good habit. To that point, too, it's creating new. I, I always like to say creating new patterns because I think habits are more of like the surface. And when yeah. I think about it from like the science and like yeah. the pattern beneath is addressing like the core and the biology. And then once right. you get to the pattern, it kind of has this ripple effect where it impacts multiple habits. So if you're only right. doing like a habit, you're kind of like at the very surface level. And that's what they teach you. Manifestation teachers will teach you of like, just think a happy thought. Well, the right. core pattern is core habit is dysfunctional because mm-hmm. you weren't taught how to have a healthy function of a habit. So that could be self-love, mm-hmm. self-compassion. At the core. That's where it's, that is exactly. Exact. And then what does that do? Self-compassion and self-love start to ripple into your thoughts. It starts to ripple into what you eat. It starts to rip all of these things. So instead of trying to take yeah. care of one habit, you start to address yep. the pattern. And then exactly. that's when things start to change. And that's what manifestations and motivational speakers don't really get. Cause they're like, they're assuming that you have a functional, healthy pattern at the core. Have you, um, so I can tell, I can remember back the first time I heard this phrase or even maybe started to even understand what it could mean because I thought it was all woo-woo sounding. My friend said she she was taking this course about three or four years ago. It was during COVID. And she goes, it was radical self-love. Yeah. And I remember it was like a key that went into a lock in my brain and then it turned. And I was like, whoa, like what that could mean. And it took me a couple more years to actually address and start to develop that I just at that point I knew it was a real thing and I knew it was powerful and then I'm like okay so how does that happen and 
that is so when I told you earlier, I have a couple exercises for you. Those yeah. are the exercises. When I say oh, an apology letter and a love letter back to that apology letter, it's actually about self-compassion and uh, it works. I just realized I forgot to finish that part of the story. The love letter. Okay. The love letter was my second okay. trigger yesterday oh. in the workshop. We were supposed to write a love letter to ourselves from our aligned self, like our higher, whatever, right? And as I was writing the letter, I was so angry that I I couldn't get into that loving state because I was just so upset of the fact that she was telling me to do this from a place where she has no idea the heaviness on my heart or the things that need to be healed. So she's doing it from this place of like, write yourself a love letter about your abundance. Mm. And I wasn't there, right? I wasn't there mentally that I could do that. And yeah. here's why. Uh, and I started thinking about this yesterday, going into the rabbit hole. Have you heard of um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Yeah. It's a concept we we probably learn in like middle school science. Yeah. And the hierarchy you have to have, it's a pyramid and you need the foundations in order to get to the top, which is enlightenment. You need uh, safety in your home. Yep. You need healthy food, all of those things. Yeah. And again, that's another visualization of like, if you don't have that bottom, <laughs> you right. can't get to the top. And right. she's talking to, to me yesterday where I was struggling with some of the bottom pieces of not feeling safe in my body in terms of yeah. like, just feeling ick, feeling just sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't write a love letter to myself about how I'm going to be abundant today. <laughs> but I know what you're talking about, like your love letter, and you're absolutely yeah. spot on. I need to do that because yours is entirely different. And it's trauma informed. And it takes you down the route of what you actually need letter to yourself. And it makes my heart even feel happy in this moment talking about it because yeah, the love yeah. letter to the little you who needs help feeling that safety that I don't feel right now. Or exactly. Okay. So then you will get it. So one of the prompts is what would you say to her first thing in the morning when she opens her eyes and Listen, then cue the tears. Yeah. Right. Like now I'm bawling. I think about that all the time with my daughter in terms of uh, so in the morning, I, I, I think about that at night when she goes to bed, I think about that. Like, what do yeah. I want to say to her to help her feel good? What does she, what does she need to hear? What did I need to hear? You have a hard time visualizing your little self. A second good option is what would you say to your son or daughter if you're a parent? Yeah. And you hit it, you hit it right on the head because you dive straight into that because your daughter is no more deserving than you were. And sometimes we have a hard time, especially if we're in the beginning of our growth, we have a hard time maybe still giving it to ourselves. And one of the the best ways that we can work towards that and giving it to someone that you love, and then eventually you will learn to give that to yourself. And I, I like it. I As I work through a lot of these different exercises, I did do that with my kids and I realized yeah. how nourishing it was with them. And then it was easier to realize like, hey, I could do that with me. I think we've wrapped this topic up. I was kind of thinking that too. I have a silly question for you. Okay. Let's see if you're prepared to answer it. I feel nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like that a little bit, actually, to be honest. (laughs) What's the craziest conspiracy theory you ever believed in? (laughs) I love it. I love going down rabbit holes. So some Mm -hmm. of the things that I explore are just... um, Mm -hmm. They're just out there, right? They're just out there. Yeah. Uh, 
but Walker Ranch, if you Google it, um, there's like this history. There's a ranch out there and they're not sure what's Hold going on. on. Googling it now. Go ahead. Okay. Keep going. They're not sure what's going on. They don't know if it's haunted or if there's aliens. Like there's this is like an alien base where aliens are coming and messing with the people that are there. But there's there's I don't know mm -hmm. if there's solid evidence per se, but a lot of people have gone to this this ranch and have some very weird experiences. And sometimes I creep myself out by listening to way too much. So I guess it's a conspiracy theory. I mean, there, there's yeah, 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 yeah. there's total evidence behind it, but it's, uh, yeah. I, I, now I'm curious. No. So what, what is the oh, conspiracy it. theory that you- uh, I, So I thought about this because this was my question and I knew right. you came back around on me, right? And so here's the problem. I still believe them. Well, that's, that's what I said. I, I, I still believe that. All right. It was like- the craziest conspiracy theory you ever believed in. And I'm like, oh, crap. Does that mean like I don't believe it anymore? And yeah. I think I would have answered that 10 years ago. And I would have been like that all conventional products are poison and give us cancer. But I was proved right. So like yeah, that's that not crazy. Yeah. But probably the worst one I ever had. And I'm like, I'm, I'm okay now because I, I've come to the other side of this. I remember when, <laughs> all right, when Flat Earthers had me a real bad night once. Like yeah. flat earthers, the theory of flat earth. When I ran upon it, I went down the rabbit hole six hours where I'm like, it's totally true. Like, I guess I come out on the other side where I'm like, no, you know, <laughs> don't believe that. I don't believe that. But I did. I think I believed it for six hours and it was sort of turning my life upside down for a whole six hours. I'll be honest. That's one of those. I, I don't think I ever truly bought into it, but I was like, there's got, do they know something? Like, tell me. Yeah. I need to understand why they believe this because there's got to be something to support the idea. But then as, as I started going down the rabbit hole too, I'm like, and then I found a Reddit where there were like um, flat earthers who had come to the other side and there's one, it's like a meme now and it's, it's hilarious. It's like over a six yeah. year period where the first one, he's like, I'm not sure the earth is flat. The earth is definitely flat. Right. I can't believe people aren't buying into this. And then like six years later, he's like, I was wrong. Oops, <laughs> exactly. That was a great conversation that we've had today around like manifestation, self-compassion, and trauma. And I can't wait to hear what we talk about next. Yeah. As we wrap up another empowering episode of the Awaken Mom Life podcast, remember your journey is valid. Your healing is within reach. If you found value in today's conversation, please share it with someone who might benefit and also leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts because this helps us get to more women who need to hear this message. Connect with us on social media and let's continue this transformative dialogue. Until next time, embrace the power within you and keep shining brightly on your path to healing.